You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast season three, how to find a remote job. So if you're a highly skilled human ready to ditch the office and the clutches of the commute and instead work for an awesome company right from your kitchen table or a co-working space or wherever in the world, you're going to love this season. I've created the ultimate resource bursting with actionable tactics and tips for finding a remote job, as well as a smooth transition to the remote work style so that you can enjoy more freedom and flexibility in your work and in your life. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, marketing strategist and consultant, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work obsessed. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome to episode 59. This is all about remote and other freedom lifestyles. How are you doing? We had a 4.9 earthquake last night. That was kind of cool. <laughs> Woke us all up in the middle of the night. It was 4.47 a.m. Epicentered an hour away from us. That was so crazy. You ever been in an earthquake? It's kind of cool. <laughs> so welcome if you're new. If you're enjoying the podcast so far and you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, I would love if you would rate, review the show on iTunes. Now, it's not the easiest thing to do, but it would really help more people find the show, which would make me very happy indeed. Now, also, if you would like to fast track your remote career trajectory, head over to stephanieholland.co where I offer personalized remote career plans and 30 minute remote career consults. You can sign up for my list and I'll let you know when they're available. So just like the episode that we did before, episode 58, where I offer um, transitioning to a remote role as an antidote or alternative to quitting your career to become a life coach, yoga teacher, or starting your own business, or whatever version of that you're thinking of. Mine was aromatherapy. Well, this episode is to let you know that the remote lifestyle itself, or work style rather, is one of actually six freedom work styles that you can take advantage of. So yeah, right. Who knew there were six ways to have more freedom and flexibility in your life? Now, I originally created this content in response to the question, how can I design a work life that frees up more time to travel and minimizes the risks for my career and personal finances? But the solution I came up with, or the many solutions I came up with for myself over the past 15 years of my career, really does solve the question of more freedom and flexibility in general, whatever you want to do with that freedom. You don't have to travel. So you could learn how to surf. You could spend more time with your honey, with your kids, keeping fit, getting healthy, enjoying some downtime, um, and doing nothing or working on projects or just enjoying working from home and not commuting. So I'm sharing these with you today to demonstrate how many ways you can change your life and work style while also creating a career that you love simultaneously. Now, it's also good to know that there's no blueprint that works for everybody, right? I made these up for myself, but there are several models that you can tweak to cater for your own life and career vision. Now, in my 12 years of location independence, I've worked remotely, I've had co-located roles, and I've run my own business. And I always knew that I wanted a travel lifestyle. In fact, I knew that before I even went to university. It's something I've consciously built my life around. And not necessarily traveling, because I don't do that now, but the freedom to travel if I want to, and of course, what I call location independence. And of course, getting a remote job is just one way to do that. There are five other strategies that I've used to show you, um, that I'm going to show you, uh, point blank, there are different ways to model your life. And hopefully, it'll give you more ideas to decide on you know, what would be the right course of action for you. 
So one is to alternate work and other experiences. Now this is just simply does what it says on the tin, right? You alternate long periods of work with long periods of time in between where you can travel, work on other projects, do other things. Now this strategy is really for people who want to travel and or uh, you know want to work on um, a specific career or life project in between contracts. That's when you get the most benefit um, when you're doing something specific. Now during one break I studied aromatherapy one year full-time while living in New Zealand. During another break, I created an aromatherapy blog. During another, I wrote a book while I traveled around Mexico. Now, this is really ideal for 20-somethings who aren't yet sure what they want to do with their lives, but they're not yet willing to risk throwing away a corporate career just in case. And what you need to cover yourself is adequate funds for travel and a transition fund to cover you for up to three months while you find another job when your period of travel finishes. Now, often this can be done via Skype or whatever comms platform from wherever you are, but not necessarily. You might have to go home for a while and, you know, find a place to live, cover food and rent while you're finding another job. Now, advantages. This strategy has a built-in backup plan because it builds your experience, your resume, your CV over several years while you work half as much as your friends. Yes, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and disadvantages are that after a few cycles of doing this, you may be perceived as a flight risk to prospective employers. But actually, I don't think that is so much the case anymore because now with the remote work style revolution, employer, sorry, a work tenure is about one to two years now. And it's always been very, very short in media and marketing anyway. So from my perspective, this won't really make that much difference. Now, in the worksheet for each episode, I share how to overcome each disadvantage so that with the help of, for example, um, this is an example of how to overcome um, the flight risk with high caliber recruiters, they can help position you, market you, um, and um, um, put you forward for the right jobs. And I always used to find a job within a couple of weeks of looking. So you can grab a copy of the worksheet and all the solutions to all the disadvantages to each work style in the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash 59. Okay, freedom work style two, find a job in a different country. Now, all you have to do for this one is pick a country or a continent that you'd love to explore and find a job there. Now, sometimes a new country offers a completely different lifestyle that fits in with your bigger vision. For example, my country, uh, my first country move as a professional adult was to Australia as soon as I could command a six-figure salary. So I had enough experience to go right into a director-level role. So I instantly deleted the London Underground and had a beach lifestyle instead. It was so cool. I had great weather all year round and I really felt like I was permanently on holiday. That in itself, just moving abroad to a different country and different climate was game-changing. So this is typically really good for anyone who wants a deeper, real life experience of another country or culture, but also at the same time loves the perks and opportunities that come with a secure job. And also if you prefer long-term immersion in one place with perhaps opportunities to do mini trips nearby, which is probably what you're doing in your location already. So what you need for this, obviously strong personal and social networks, ideally on LinkedIn, that really is the um, best um, job platform. Is it the only job platform? I don't know, but it definitely is the largest global network. And also good connections with headhunters or recruiters so that you can get a role again when you come back. 
um, sorry, so that you can get a role um, in other countries and a great relationship with your current employer for potentially a transfer just to another office in another market or perhaps just a self-starter mentality to really just figure out the nuts and bolts of finding an opportunity in another market. So I did this myself, my first role. Now, uh, advantages are that it minimizes career and financial risk completely, and it can lead to citizenship or a fast-tracked savings plan when you depart because you're not a resident there. So you will get back any compulsory um, pension payments um, you made uh, through um, that were taken away from your um, monthly paycheck, and um, also taxes. Um, which is very cool because you um, yeah, you can't retire there and you're not a resident there, so you get a sizable tax refund, especially if you leave in the middle of the tax year. Very, very cool. Disadvantages. If you love it, you might stay permanently, which isn't a disadvantage in itself, but it will cost your friends and family a lot of money to visit you, and your best friend's wedding might cost you $3,000 to visit. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but more seriously, if, you're c if it's your company that's sponsoring your business visa, one wrong move, um, or you know, if you lose your, your job, you get retrenched, made redundant, um, then you could lose your job and you know, be back on the plane. So just bear in mind. But check out the worksheet for how to manage those disadvantages easily. So work style number three, freelancing, locally or remotely. Now. Excuse me, I have got terrible hay fever today. You'll just have to bear with the occasional sniffle if that's all right. So you will have to um, register yourself as a sole proprietor in your um, tax country. And then you can pursue contracts, work contracts of any length, any time with any company that you like. Now, there are a ton of freelancer collectives popping up on the scene. You've got the Hoxby Collective that are pioneering the freelance work style revolution. They're based in the UK, but they're open to freelancers all around the world and across all creative industries. And you also have platforms like Inclusion popping up which is a platform dedicated to diversity, where freelancers can sign up for a profile and be hired for specifically for being diverse. And they especially focus on women and people of color. Now, freelancing has always been a thing, right? Every company I've ever worked with in media and marketing has hired freelancers to do specific projects and to cover maternity leave. And it's just growing and growing because of the remote work style um, and because of these new platforms that I've just mentioned as well. Now, this is really ideal for a seasoned pro, um, you know, someone who's really, really good at their job, or a very confident 20-something whose work speaks for itself, typically design and development, and who love short-term project work. Now, it's also great for highly social people who can integrate fast into any culture, or just lone wolves who are happy to dip in and dip out. It doesn't matter if they need to make friends. Now, what you need for this, obviously, an excellent... Um, Excellent client testimonials and a gleaming track record. Advantages are that you can work on a project-by-project -project basis, which keeps life really interesting, and you can run, uh, potentially work on multiple projects at a time if you're working freelance remotely. But it also builds your experience and portfolio very quickly. And you can establish a name for yourself within your industry because you will get referrals and high demand for your services fast. Now. That means also you'll be in demand during a recession while permanent employees are laid off. Also, you can write off your expenses, which is a big plus. Disadvantages. You must be diligent about invoicing and receiving payments, okay? Your salary is gross, so that you have to factor in the cost of tax. So 
I typically put aside 40% of my paycheck just to prepare for tax time. And then even if I don't have to pay that much, that's cool. It's in a high interest savings account. So um, whatever's left over, I just spend on something cool. <laughs> and also you're not eligible for company benefits like medical, holiday and sick leave. And also, yeah, demand for your services is performance based. So you Again, yes, you've got to be shit hot at what you do. But don't worry, there are solutions to all of these in the worksheet if you're interested in making this work style work for you. Okay, so work style, freedom work style number four, position yourself as a consultant. Now, you can do this when you're a bona fide expert in your field. Now, this is a really fun way to take your skills to the next level and really influence the way a business is run. So I found my first consulting role by accident, I have to admit, but it was when a freelance writing story that I was writing, this was during one of my massive career breaks when I started freelance writing in, in um, far north Queensland. <laughs> but um, one of my writing stories put me in touch with a rural food empire in Montreal. I was interviewing her and we got along really well. She found out about my marketing background she said oh my gosh my business needs you and she ended up flying me out to Montreal for nine months as her executive director now this was a really important step in helping me realize the impact of my corporate skill set on good business this was the first good good game-changing business I'd worked for and it's so it forever changed the game for me but it um it also led immediately to my next consulting role through word of mouth when I helped her ex-in-laws launch their creative consulting company so that was my next five-month contract brilliant now what you need for this is proof of high caliber problem-solving skills and innovative thinking as well as a great personality, right? You need to get along with people. You need to be able to sell your ideas, sell yourself. People need to see um, when they're with you and, and experience when they're with you what kind of value you will bring to their business, both in terms of the high-level vision and the day-to-day -day experience. Now, this is really good for those who've achieved, you know, semi-guru status in a specific area of expertise, and they also feel confident charging a premium for it. But it's also great for the millennial group. So if you're between, I think it is now 27 and 43, or 25 and 43, um, and you're able to master cutting-edge technologies and processes quickly, this could be good for you as well, especially if you're going in as a social media consultant, or some kind of digital um, digital marketing consultant. Now, advantages. You've got the freedom to choose who you work with while charging a premium. And you can charge value-based fees for your services because of the high-impact nature of your contract. So you don't have to worry about um, being paid by the hour anymore. Typically, value-based fees, the logic is that if you're helping a company generate one billion, you could quite easily charge in value-based fees 10% of that. Okay, so that's how that works. And you can read all about that in Alan Weiss's books. You can get those on Amazon. He is brilliant. He taught me everything I know, including my one-page strategy proposal. So check him out. Disadvantages are forget about working nine to five. And again, just as I said, you, you don't, you no longer need to work hourly. You still might need to work long hours to meet tight deadlines if you haven't put value-based fees in place. And if you haven't put in place boundaries um, that protect yourself that are also protected by contract. Okay. Also, if your area of expertise is highly so uh, specialized, it might be months between contracts, maybe while you're building your uh, reputation and while you're waiting for this referral thing to kick in. Um, I mean, more powerful than referral is building your own personal brand so that people actively seek you out and you have a waiting list. Also, 
as, as the previous work style, holiday, sick leave and benefits are not included. And you might be paying large tax ma uh, che checks, um, large, sorry, large amounts of ch uh, tax to the taxman every year. But that is awesome because the more tax you're paying, it means the more money you're earning. So you do have to get smarter with your money. Know what you're spending. Know where it's going so you don't get massive surprises at the end of every year. There's no absolutely no excuse for that. But don't worry. All of those um, disadvantages have brilliant solutions, just check out the worksheet that goes with a stu podcast study pack so that you can overcome those easily. Number five, this is the last freedom work style we're covering. Obviously, in this episode, we're not including the remote work style because the whole season is about this. We're just including the five others. So this final one is to start your own business. Now, this is not the easiest option, as I mentioned in the last episode. And I do personally, knowing what I know now, having been there and done that, um, I would say that working remotely in your existing um, role and career for a remote company would be a great thing to try before potentially starting your own business. Now, while I continue to explore my ideas like this podcast, I really do think that my personal preference now is to do remote contracts. But you can also, if you really want to, and if you really want to start your own business and skip the whole remote thing completely, you could transform your current expertise into digital products and services that people can buy online from anywhere in the world. While the theory goes, you sip margaritas from your hammock. I don't know why people say that. Maybe it's just me that says that. I've never sipped a margarita from a hammock. I usually read in my hammock. But anyway, the hammock lifestyle, right? It's a lot more challenging. Um, starting your own business and making six figures is a lot more challenging than online business course creators and the whole online business training community would have you think, okay? The ones making the most money are usually the ones selling the online business training courses, right? And I personally found building a business very challenging. So take stock, think about it. If it's something you really want to do, go for it. You learn so much. You become so much of who you are and the person you become as a result of stepping out of your comfort zone and starting your own business is worth it in itself, even if you don't hit your financial goals, okay? It has been so rewarding. What you need for this is entrepreneurial drive and products and services that people want to buy. It's ideal for self-starters who love the opportunity and challenge of starting up and being their own boss. And also those who have really valuable knowledge or expertise that they can package or course um, or, or, or creators and makers who have a product to sell or just really talented um, people um, who are very arty and, you know, who want to make something that other people can use and buy. Advantages. You have complete control over your time and your business size and the direction of your life and work. You can outsource everything outside of your zone of, zone of genius if you have funds to do so. And you can breathe your um, life into your ideas and have a massive impact on the world around you potentially and complete control over your work-life balance over the longer term. It's very, very cool. Disadvantages are that at first, it's hard to figure out your work-life balance because fledgling entrepreneurs, me included, tend to work 24-7 when we're very excited, which, which quickly becomes that uh, lifestyle and quickly leads to burnout. 
also, you have no control over the size or timing of your commercial success. And the threat of failure can be paralyzing and lead some people to quit before they succeed. And startup ca uh, cash flow can run out quickly. So you need to put in place a personal runway and a business runway before you even start. Now, Check out the worksheet for solutions to these if you think that starting your own business might be something that you'd like to consider more deeply. So there you go, five more freedom work styles to consider on top of remote working. How about that? My preferred option, as I've already mentioned, at this point in my life and career is working remotely, uh, either as an employee of a remote company or as an independent contractor. Now, I think that with the work-life balance you can create, it's such a great alternative to starting your own business because you still get to live and work on your own terms if you choose the right company for you um, and, you know, def define your own calendar and work really independently and autonomously. It's kind of the best of both worlds. So head over to worksheet seven in the podcast pack where you can review all the solutions to the disadvantages of each freedom work style that I've mentioned in this episode. You can grab a copy of the podcast pack at stephanieholland.co forward slash 59. And now, if you are a thousand percent certain, despite everything we've talked about in the last several episodes, that you want to find a remote job, then this next part of the season will really excite you. Now, over the next few episodes, we're going to start talking about the characteristics that remote companies are looking for in candidates, the tech skills you really, really need, how to spot a scam so you can avoid it, and so much more to do with finding the right roles to apply for so that you can really tackle the remote job search with your eyes wide open. So that's it from me this week. Sorry about the hay fever and the sniffles. See you next week on Thriving Empire Podcast. But until then, keep living and working on your own terms so that you can build your career and the life you really want simultaneously. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Now, if you're not subscribed already, head over to stephanieholland.co, that's C-O, and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I have a favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it on iTunes, please? Just search Thriving Empire on iTunes. Click subscribe, then ratings and reviews, and you'll be asked to give it a start rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me. Now, this will really help other people find it too, so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and see you next time on Thriving Empire.